Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps we offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation available until 30th September 2023 The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy Call now and voice your opinion 0808 Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. I'm Paul Cooney, and with me is Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Barry, is it business as usual? The big two winning at the weekend, especially important with the European games coming up this week. Yeah, um, especially Rangers. There was a lot of pressure on that game, albeit St. Johnson at the bottom of the table, but Rangers had to go up there and make sure they get a victory, and they did that um, with two goals to, to nil. That was the most, most important thing before the, the big European game on Thursday night against Real Betis. And for Celtic tomorrow night, Mark Guidi, it starts then. How do you feel Celtic are after the weekend? They needed to get some goals. They were on a high after uh, Ibrox and they got three against Dundee. Yeah, you know, they've won the game, Paul. They stayed top of the league. Uh, clean sheet for the hashi scoring Turnbull. Uh, taking a pressure uh, penalty kick. So like, I don't think Celtic are anywhere near the level that they, they can get to and the level that Brendan Rodgers wants them to be at um, and that's why I think Paul tomorrow night they'll get up against a, an informed final team Arnie Slot and his players are doing very very well 6-1 win at the weekend so I think a point tomorrow night at the Decaup Stadium would be an outstanding result just avoid defeat that, that's the most important thing tomorrow Barry that would be a huge result for Celtic wouldn't it to get a, a draw in Holland yeah any game away from home in, in Europe so always difficult and if Celtic can go over there and, and make sure they're strong defensively because I'm sure Feyenoord will come out out the traps and, and have a go at them but they're in good, they're good form Feyenoord it'll be a, a tough night for Celtic but the main thing is you go there and try and frustrate them and you never know what could happen Good to get a few days off Barry Great yep, to have you was, back on Yeah it yep. was good um, Looking forward to coming back in and um, Rangers obviously I mean, in the last couple of weeks Paul it's been all talk about Michael Beale and his team and there was there was a fair amount of pressure look it wasn't the best performance but the most important thing is they picked up the, the, the three points the, the disappointing thing in the game was Danilo mm-hmm. getting that, that injury it's going to keep him out now for what six to eight weeks um, good finish from the header listen it's, it happens in, yeah. in the game I don't think um, the, the St. Johnson defender could do anything about it um, just disappointing that that was his first start in a while he gets his goal but obviously had to come off um, after he'd scored and what are you thinking about Kyogo he had to go off the shoulder had yeah, to be put back in that, you know this has come up a few times it's a worry the good news is he was back on yeah and he scored yeah, yeah listen uh, he's he's so important to Celtic Paul um, there's obviously an issue there that I'm sure they'll, they'll be desperate to try and, and, and sort out but it shows you the, the kind of character he has, you know what I mean? He's obviously in a fair bit of pain. He goes off, gets it popped back into place, and he goes on there and, and does what Kyogo's done since he's arrived in Scotland and that scored goals. Just drifted in and got that goal with the head. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was a really good uh, finish. He just he times he's, he's run Paul. He's an important player. I hope there's nothing serious about the, uh, the shoulder because O is the only backup they've got, unless they want to put Maida 
through the middle they don't have the option of putting a badder through the middle because he's out for you know goodness knows how long um, as well so it's a concern so you just got to wrap him in cotton wool uh, as much as you can because if Celtic are to have a, a chance of scoring uh, tomorrow night Paul then you know that Kyogo's going to be heavily involved Aberdeen in action later in the week against the team that we all know well Barry Eintracht Frankfurt but Aberdeen in terrible form so a two goal uh, defeat at Tynecastle at the weekend that that's the toughest way to get into this yeah, I mean, it's surprising because I, I thought Barry Robson done an excellent job when he yeah. took over um, the reins at Aberdeen last season. They're, they're, they're struggling at this moment in time. Um, and listen, they're coming up against a, a very good team in Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, but they need to get back to winning ways, Paul, and, and quickly. Listen, he's made a lot of signings, um, but they are struggling at this moment in time. What about St Mirren then? Your old team, Mark, a one goal yeah. victory against Motherwell Scott Tanzer. Uh, they're up there challenging. Yeah, I mean they 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 got the goal and then they defended well. I mean credit to Motherwell. I mean I listened to Stuart Kettlewell after the game. They were right, you know Motherwell played um, well, you know, but they just couldn't uh, get a goal. But you know credit to to, to Sitman, clean sheet, um, three points, and they're doing really really well. You know, there's no doubt about it that there's a confidence about them. There's a resilience there, and um, they've got a manager who has been round the block many times, knows the Scottish scene inside out, and gets the best. Um, out of his players I think when you look at two or three of the players that St Man lost in the summer yeah. particularly like, like Curtis May and I thought oh they might struggle but no they've, they've kicked on and uh, Barry said and you said Paul the concern now is is Aberdeen mm-hmm. you know Dave Cormack has a history of pulling the trigger he doesn't wait about um, and I think Barry Robson needs to get wins soon and the, the, the big one for him obviously Thursday night in Europe yeah. but this time next midweek they'll be preparing for Ross County away in the League Cup mm-hmm. And that's one that I don't think Barry can afford to lose. Ross County drawing 1-1 with Livy. So the table looks like this. Celtic on top after five games, 13 points. St Mirren on 11, Motherwell on 10, Rangers on 9, Hearts on 7 along with Ross County. And then the bottom six, Livingston on 6, Killy on uh, 5 along with Dundee, Hibbs on 4, Aberdeen on 2 and uh, St Johnson on 2. And you saw Killy, Hibbs, uh, that was the game of two halves, wasn't it? Hibbs looked yeah. to be... You know, two yeah, up. It, it was good. Um, you know, uh, Nick Montgomery's um, first game yep. really attack-minded um, lineup. Johan was terrific. Martin Boyle, mm-hmm. uh, Miller, getting up and down the right-hand side. Really, really impressed. With a real athletic uh, performance left out. Paul Hanlon, the skipper. So Joe Newell was the the skipper. And Hibs were cruising. Paul, um, like you, you, you come to expect now from these kind of modern-day coaches, a lot of I, I call it unnecessary gambles um, at the back and around your own eighteen-yard uh, box, and even deeper than that, and your your penalty spot. But they got a couple of goals. Commander did, didn't look in the game at all, but Derek and his players managed to get something, um, got the equaliser, and then actually could have gone and won the game. So, certainly for the supporters, the Hibs and the Kelly fans, an entertaining um, 90 minutes, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Nick Montgomery was asking for you yesterday, Barry. He was at the Edinburgh Kilt Walk. There was 330 Hibs fans, community fans there, and the players. David Marshall was there, um, David Gray, and Nick Montgomery uh, was asking for you, the new manager. Yeah, I played against him yep, when he was at uh, Sheffield United. Yeah, he had a few kicks at me. Um, <laughs> but he was catch a, you? <laughs> yeah, he caught me. But listen, yeah. he was a good player and he's been over to Australia and done a fantastic job. We one of the lowest budgets, I think, in the in the league. Mm. And this is a good test for him. Hibs have um, they've changed far too many managers in my eyes. So hopefully this is going to be long term. Um, I watched the highlights. Mark's right, he's, he's got a, a style of play and it takes a lot of risks but I think in time if he's, if he's given the time remember this is not his team he'll obviously look to add to that in January and obviously next summer but 
you like to see new managers come into our game and do well. And what about Billy Dodds then? You know him so well. Cup final four months ago, but he's out yeah, at Inverness. Again, it's just cutthroat management these days. Um, look, he's, I think it's eight losses and nine. Is that right? Um, yep. he's, he's done a good job up there, Dodds. Yeah, I'm sure he understands that it's a results-driven business um, and, and they are struggling at this moment in time I thought he would have been given a bit more time I, I read his interview after the game and he says they've done everything apart from scored goals um, and he couldn't ask any more of his team they worked ever so hard for him so but I'm sure he'll um, he'll know about a job long yeah, I'm sure he'll be back on the, the radio soon <laughs> he's, 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 he's performed brilliantly for, for Inverness when you think of um, 16 months ago he takes them to the playoffs, um, you know, and they lost to St Johnston. Um, get them at the Scottish Cup final. Put up a good performance against, albeit Celtic weren't in form that day, but they put up a good performance. He loses D's in the summer to to Kilmarnock. So you look at it sometimes, Paul. I think managers, when you're at that level, you can just only wring so much out of your players. And I think Dodgy's got the absolute maximum out of most of that squad for 18 months and unfortunately the start to the season but then you look at that championship but it's so competitive mm-hmm. yep. a top top team so it just shows you if you're not on it you're not going to win games and that's what's happened to, to Inverness but I like Billy Dodd's popular figure yep. I hope he gets another crack at it if he wants it he might feel like, you know what I've, I've had my fill of it mm-hmm. you know he was assistant to Jim McIntyre at a number of clubs he might feel you know, I don't want it anymore get back into, into broadcasting and, and, and the media yeah. or he might want to go again but uh, I, I wish him well because a lot of time for Billy Dodd a really good guy yeah. he just signed a new contract yeah. I think in the summer um, a new two or three years um, deal and that's why I expected them to stick with him because listen he's proved not just to me but to I think the football world that he has a good manager you can see clearly that the the players will want to play for him but again they've obviously looked at the results and they're, they're looking to change it Will the managers be happy this week then with the European Games? We'll speak, we'll hear from Michael Beale in a few moments. Let's hear from Brendan Rogers then. They've got Feyenoord tomorrow. But first of all, after the game on Saturday, he was thinking about Dundee. Yeah, I think it's one, I was really pleased with the, with the result and, and lots of elements of the, the performance, you know, on the back of an international break. Uh, came back, played against a very determined Dundee team and uh, who made it difficult for us in the first half. We had opportunities to score and and through good goalkeeping and unfortunately the offside uh, moment um, and, and obviously you need if you can get that early on then it can open up the game for you but said at half time we're playing well enough we just need to up the tempo a little bit and just keep doing what we're doing and, and sometimes games like that you, you're setting it up for the last 20-25 minutes and uh, I thought the players in the second half were, were excellent really good movement good passing created lots of opportunities and we took the chances that we had very well Mark yeah, I mean, I, I really like that. I, again, I love that kind of insight, Paul, where you can tell Brendan Rodgers at half-time has got his players say, don't panic. Mm-hmm. This might be a game that we might need to win in the last 15 minutes or whatever, whatever it may be. And, uh, and and it shows you, the, you know, the detail and the studying that, that goes into it. Paul, I remember an international manager um, playing against the, the Faroe Islands mm-hmm. and his team talk was the Faroe Islands have lost nine out of their last ten games and eight of their nine defeats have come from goals conceded in the last 10 minutes yeah. so this game might come down to the last 10 minutes don't panic don't get stressed don't get anxious so it's all wee bits of detail yeah. that go into it and that's clearly been his message to his players don't panic we've got change we can make in the bench we'll tire them out Dundee were dogged they were determined Tony Doherty's doing well there he's getting everything out of his his players but what you need when you're playing in front of 60,000 Celtic fans is the fans to be aware they're at yeah. 
you know, don't you know just stay calm and eventually uh, Celtic got their rewards because that can become a pressure of its own you know with 60,000 particularly when, yeah. when in your previous home game you've drawn 0-0 against St Johnson who were bottom of the table they bounce back to beat Rangers um, I so th- there's a message here you can't go out all the time and one, three, four, five. They were probably used to last season under Ange, so it's a bit mm-hmm. different. We're getting used to Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers says his clear message has been up the tempo. Let's just go a wee bit more at them, but be patient. It will come, and that's what happened. Here's a little bit more from him about the game. Yeah, I think that's the the different challenges you have in the game. Sometimes the game is there's space to play in. Today there wasn't, but we we found the solutions by the end of the game really well and created some really good opportunities. So, uh, but I think a, a special mention as well to the crowd because you come in nil nil at half time and um, you're, you're playing a sort of newly promoted team. That there could have been a bit of edginess, but there wasn't. They could see what the players were doing, stayed with them, and uh, and then we all get a rewards at the end. Barry Hatati started on the bench and he came on. He was asked about the contract extension talk. Clearly, yeah, he's a very good player, but that's that's something between uh, the club and his agent. I think the club have been obviously looking to tie that down for a little while, so so hopefully there'll be movement on that. But there's no uh, there's no update. What's your take on Hatati? What do you think? As a player, yeah. he's so important to Celtic. Yeah. I, I think. Brendan Rodgers says it's up to the club but I'm sure he'll be um, on at the club to make sure they get this done um, there's no doubt it's been a bit of a stop start season with injury but when he's fully fit Paul he's um, listen he's a top midfielder uh, he's got everything he's got a real good range of passing he can get about the pitch and he can score goals um, so yeah I'm sure Celtic will be absolute desperate to get him tied um, down to a new contract and he was nearly your player of the year Last season, wasn't he? You know, he was one of the contenders. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's probably he's dynamic. Yeah, uh, Paul, you know, and Celtic, of Mister, you know, I think, uh, and maybe Callum McGregor misses him um, as well. So I, I think that um, having him back, I think you'll see Celtic. That now, obviously, he'll have a game tomorrow night. Maybe he's not ready to go and start the game. Maybe he is. Maybe Brendan Rodgers would rather have him on uh, for the first hour um, than than not. But he's an important player, and and in the transfer market, he's a. He's a massive asset. So I think Brendan Rodgers has a bit of work to do to... I'm not saying the guy's not been on side with Brendan Rodgers, but just to, yeah. to, to because he's always liked hands, so it's just getting him to buy into a new manager, a new way about it. Uh, there certainly was opportunities. Clubs were looking at him. No doubt that turned his head for, for different reasons. But he's now focused um, on Celtic. And if you could just get him secured in that new contract, it just takes... Um, any week kind of nagging doubts away certainly for this season that's not to say he could still be sold in the summer but certainly for the remainder of the season he's focused and he's on it and Barry's got a chance the Champions League it doesn't get any bigger than that for him to play no. and show what he's got look if you want to play at the highest level it's a perfect um, perfect place to go and showcase your your, your talents um, I, I agree with him I don't think he's ready yet I don't think you'll see him start um, but listen there's enough games for him to go and show his his qualities and he certainly showed that domestically there's no doubt about it Paul he's one player that we've spoke about a number of times and he's one player that I think could go down and play in the Premier League no problem at all he's the kind of player I can see Postacoglu coming in Uh you feel that shadow's there it it, it strikes me it's been one of these you know Barry would know better me that that, that maybe I can have uh, an unwritten rule between Postacoglu and Celtic you don't come for any of our players just now don't come for them for a year don't unsettle them 
But see this, see next summer, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ange Postecoglou try to get one or two Celtic players. Mm. I think Hitati would be top of the list, and rightly so. It's a bit like the way you came to go radio, you know, Clyde. <laughs> I said, Look, "We'll bring you." It took twelve years, Mark, but you're you're, you're really welcome. I don't so, know. Am I making sense yeah. here? Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's maybe just one word. You know that yeah, uh, respect to the club. Yeah. That I would expect him to come in January. I would like him to come in in January. <laughs> no, would, but yeah. listen, I, I agree with Mark. That's one yeah. one of the players that I, I think he. He's a Postacoglu type player, um, and listen, he's as I said, I mean it's it's a brilliant story that he comes into the game later, coming for college football, yeah. I think. Um, so yeah, he's he's a player that I think still get more to go, I think, and uh, he's at a brilliant age as well. We have a think about your Celtic lineup, both of you, for tomorrow night because it's only just yeah. over twenty four hours away. It's hard to believe now, isn't it? The Champions well, League is going to be here brilliant. tomorrow. Have you played in that stadium, Barry? Yeah, over? you have. Yep. Yeah, yep. I hear it's daunting. Fifty thousand. An ex-Celtic yeah. player scored two free kicks. Yeah. I was there that night and watched mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, and we we were we were working together on that we, night. Indeed, yes, yeah, we were two thousand and. Uh, one mm. 2002 yeah. and finally went on to win it because I went to the final mm. they beat Borussia Dortmund okay. in Dukoub yeah. Stadium in the final yeah. Yeah. you like saying Dukoub Stadium Celtic fans what it's are you a feeling good, good stadium uh-huh. we play in yeah. as well Proper, Me, yeah. I enjoy playing in the stadiums in, in Holland brilliant yeah. atmosphere PSV um, Firenood Ajax well, was good but it's not as good as the, no, the, the previous two that I mentioned yeah. yep. 0808 17 17 700 you know the number you can speak to Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi Paul Cooney or join us on the socials at Go Football Show so Rangers are win and they had to get the win that was the talking point last week Barry when you were off for a yeah. few days it rolled on everyone was still talking about the old firm game and they got the win 2-0 against St Johnson yep and there was a, uh, obviously there was a lot of noise yep. there's no doubt and listen People had the right to be upset or, or angry or frustrated. Um, I, I was the same. But it was a big two weeks for Rangers. It's clear that you had to do a fair bit of work on the training ground. And um, when the team got announced, it was interesting to see. There was quite a few changes, Paul. Um, and listen, I always say, it's great to play good football, but the most important thing is they made sure they went up there and come back down for Perth with the with the three points and listen the only downside of the game was obviously Danilo happy to see him start because I hadn't seen him playing through the middle since he's been here um, from from the start yeah. good finish a sore one he got um, and obviously as the game went on you start to get a a bit panicky but he's, he's made changes and Matondo's come off the bench and it's a brilliant ball from Tom Lawrence who um that was his first 90 minutes in a long, long time and he showed his his qualities in Matondo with his pace um, and a great finish. Took it well, didn't he, Mark? Matondo, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It was a lovely... F- and, and, and the thing I liked about Lawrence's pass, it's almost as if Lawrence didn't look. He's received the ball and he just knows the area to, to put it in and he's he's weighted it perfectly um, for Matondo and he's taken a couple of touches and just you know kept his his composure just to, to slot it home. It was a well-deserved victory yeah. uh, for Rangers... St John's have had a penalty um, claim that might have been um, won but over the piece Rangers deserved a victory again I don't think they're at a level where they need to be they need to be better come Thursday night Real Betis albeit Betis in the, the, the back of a thumping against um, Barcelona but uh, the one thing that's always good for, for a manager is when you see Tom Lawrence coming through it you know getting 90 minutes showing his quality clever clever footballer yeah. can link it um, and all that kind of thing all these wee things add up to, to things getting get, um, getting better but still a bit to go mm-hmm. but it was a really important victory for Michael yeah. Beale he needed that on Saturday yeah he's got a real good football brain 
as Mark says, that, that is vision. He, he just knows where the, the player's going to make the run and it's a, a brilliant ball. He doesn't need to break his stride as well. He just runs on here. And that, that's what I think Matondo can bring as an impact player. From the start, I don't see enough, but coming off the bench when teams are starting to get tired and the spaces start to to happen for the, the opposition that's where he can really hurt them that's when he's at his best yeah. and Tom Lawrence is like a new signing isn't he because he was he is, I liked him when he, yeah. he got brought in last year mm-hmm. and we only seen him for a month or so and then obviously missed the, the rest of the season as I said Paul a lot of people know of him um, had, had a real good career down in England just a real good football player but he's got good experience as well he's at a an age I think he's about 29 or 30 so he brings good experience he knows the game inside out and Listen, he's one player that I think uh, Michael Beale will rely on big time. Michael Beale spoke afterwards briefly about Danilo. Yeah, he's already there, so he'll have uh, whatever he needs, but we know it's a fracture on in, in on the side of his face, so uh, I'm not the expert at that, but that, that's the information I've been given uh, from the medical team already. Quick break, and then we're back. More from Michael Beale, more from Brendan Rogers, and from you as well, plus the VAR. Well, there are controversies at the weekend. There wasn't too much, but we do have a couple. That's coming soon. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products let's go let's go I thought we started the game really well and uh, had a few chances it was an excellent goal uh, unfortunately we, we lost Danny in that moment and uh, and the delay and everything sort of took the momentum out of the game I thought up to the end of the first half we had a lot of chances in the game delighted for Rabi because he's he's come on in games had a big impact and he's, he's missed that type of chance before So, but again I thought it was an excellent goal and well done to Tom Lawrence, you know, straight back in first 90 minutes or in a long, long time. And it was good for Kamal Roof to get 90 minutes. I was really pleased with Ben Davis as well. That's our third clean sheet in five league games. So it's a step in the right direction. There was moments I was really happy with and there's other moments we got to work on, of course. But St. Johnson never make it easy here. Well, firstly, he felt his shoulder, so he just needed a little bit of work on that. And he was fine when he came out. Obviously, his goal and assist was sensational. A great pass. By, uh, by Callum he, timing was perfect and he, Kyogo makes his run and, and a great finish I and mean, that's what he does he's, he's lethal in front of goal again I'm really pleased with the Matt O'Reilly's goal because we, we win the ball back very aggressive in the final third of the pitch comes back out Kyogo a, receives a, a really good pass from, from Ali Johnson and pulls it back and Matt O'Reilly's looks like he's going to score one or two goals in every single game he plays you know, finding timing of his runs into the box really good finishing uh, but with composure and, uh, yeah, all round three very good goals. That's the views of uh, Brendan Rogers there about Kyogo and the three goals the other day. Obviously not all for Kyogo. And before that, we heard from Michael Beale. So what are you all thinking? What are the nation thinking? We're taking calls now. 0808 17 17 700. Paul, a big Rangers fan, is on the line. Good evening, Paul. What's in your mind tonight? Uh, evening, Paul. Thanks for having me on your show tonight. Okay, pleasure. Um, I just, uh, I was having a point just to ask what he's thinking of. Uh, I was watching a bit of the, I've seen the, the highlights of the Rangers game, the Celtic game. Um, I was just to ask you, obviously there was a dubious call at the Old Firm game. I was at the game uh, with Dessers that planted the foot in and you could argue whether it was no harvest. Obviously we had blood tinted specs on it. Oh. I thought there was, there was no foul, right? But I thought Celtic's goal, now I can't remember if it was O'Reilly or Turnbull who got the penalty for Celtic. But Turnbull. was it not yeah. a similar kind of is it not a similar tackle as to what it was in the old firm game? And my point being that if it is so, 
trying to get your guys' thoughts up, but I, I thought it was quite similar. And I'm thinking it's going back to this consistency with refereeing decisions, and far supposed to be there to help that, and it, and it, and it's not. So I just want to see what you what you guys think. Hold on, I'll tell you. What we'll do now. Then we'll do the VAR. G A R. The Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Experts in commercial and residential air conditioning maintenance. We were about to do it anyway, so Mark, your thoughts on that? The the penalty kick, they looked at it again and again, it looked yeah. so it was going to be a free kick outside the box and then in the in the box and a penalty. Well, I think eventually they got to the right yeah. decision. The, the contact was clearly um, in the box. Now, Paul thinks that the contact... I'm going. But I think what he's trying to say is the contact was. I don't think there's any argument that it was inside the box. It's whether you think the contact was enough Aye. to take um, David Turnbull yeah. uh, down. I thought it was. I thought the Dundee defender was a wee bit naive. I can get Tony Docherty's argument. If you're the Dundee manager, you're frustrated. You think that's going against us. You come to your big venue at Celtic Park, and you're not going to get decisions going for you. But I think they got to the the, the right decision. I think it was a penalty kick. Barry, what did you feel? Yeah, it was soft. I thought. Um, but I can see the reason why it's been given um, and I understand but Mark's just mentioned there that Tony Doherty if I'm a manager I, I would be unhappy with it given against you but in the same time if I'm a player or a manager of the opposition I would be looking for the the, the penalty yeah. um, I've seen worse but I can understand why it's been given but Paul it brought back memories for you yeah. of when the ref uh, decided it was the other way two weeks ago in the derby well that that, that's the most frustrating thing as a fan. Mm-hmm. And I was in the game, and um, no, I could go on a bit far, but you know, you're sitting there at the TV cameras, if you watch it at home, you get the drama and you can see everything happening. Seeing you're in the stadium with 50,000 fans, you don't have a clue what's happening. So, uh, and then I was celebrating, thinking we'd been given the goal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, it's that in, in the football stadium, it's, it's no great to see it and, yep. and kind of way working out if there's a decision or not. That needs to be fixed. But I thought, it's inconsistent it drives me nuts to be honest because you're seeing one decision like that and then it's very similar to we could have got a goal out of it and it's no given so there's nothing worse as a fan you feel your, your team's getting and I'm not here to make conspiracy theories because it, it does it works out either way with these things sure. but okay. it's just frustrating that that had happened Overall what did you think of Rangers at the weekend then? You needed the win you got it uh, Do you know what? The, the points are the most important thing um, I feel like a manager saying that but it was most important to the points but I still think it's a work in progress but I came back to Daniel there because I was hoping that was going to kick him on but you know what the big plus for me was seeing Tom Lawrence back and, and he was that ball if you seen the assist that he made that was he just sliced the defence right open mm-hmm. with that and I'm, 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 I'm a big fan of Lawrence to be honest I know Barry thinks but well, I like him I like Lawrence yeah Barry said a few moments ago you really yeah, like a, Lawrence yeah he's a proper yeah. footballer and it's listen it'll would have been frustrating um, for Van Bronckhorst at the start and then Michael Beale coming in that he's obviously been injured so he's had a good pre-season now he looks up to, to speed and, and listen you're going to see a, a, a real good midfielder as we, we, we said he's, he's got all the attributes he's got good experience and that ball sums him up as a footballer it's, um, it's pinpoint Matondo doesn't need to break his stride um, and I think we'll see or hopefully see more of that for Tom Lawrence I think he's going to be a um, an important player for Michael Beale Paul, thanks for your call we'll talk to you soon Chris is on the line from Governor Celtic fan Good evening Chris Good evening lads, how are we? Yeah, good, thank you Can we ask you something? First of all, we're just looking at VAR here and you heard Paul a moment ago saying uh, the listener he thought it should have gone 
the other way he was going on about the the other week with Rangers. What did you feel about the Turnbull about the penalty? To, to be honest, when obviously the, the thing happened, I just thought it was a free kick, basic free kick. Um, and obviously, it goes to the camera, and the camera gives the pen, uh, gives the penalty kick. Yeah. But even even so, but before um, based on that, on the on the one the week before it, you know the Dessels Lagerbielka. Mm-hmm. I thought Lagerbielka dizzled and Dessels won the ball fair. Anyway, that's that's an argument for a different day. Um, yeah, sure. My point is, obviously, we've got match day one coming up on Tuesday and Thursday, respectively. Yeah. It's just um, how how the lads think Celtic and Rangers will do. Obviously, now with Danilo being out for Rangers, etc. OK, Barry, will we take Rangers first then? How do you feel Rangers are going to do against Betis? Well, they're at home. Um, they're not in great form. They get absolute battered at the, the, the weekend. Um, I know it's Barcelona who have got some top players, but I, I would expect Rangers to... To um, come away with at least, um, if no, th- uh, three points, a point, Paul, because you're at, you're at home. They've got to take a bit of confidence out of that game at the weekend. Danilo's the, the disappointing thing for me. I, I just thought this was going to kick him on. Seen him playing up front. A lot of people have been crying for it. Good goal, and now obviously he's um, he said no luck um, with that with that type of injury. But listen, it happens in football. That's why you've got a big squad and somebody else will need to come in and, and take that place. But for me, I would put Kemar Roof right up top. Mark, what do you think is going to happen Thursday? Hey, I mean, I think for, for both sides, Paul, just don't lose. Um, you know, I, you, you want to win your, your home games if you can. It's important. But given all the circumstances, um, I don't think a draw is a bad result um, for Rangers. Bearing in mind, I think Real Betis are the strongest um, team in the section. So I don't think a draw is a bad result but that said you look at Rangers over the past three or four years at Ibrox mm. in Europe yeah. they've got a really good record yeah. you've taken a lot of big scalps they, they, they scrap they keep going even when they've gone behind in games they keep going to bounce back so and again you'll have more than 45,000 Rangers fans inside the stadium so that's got to be uh, a plus point for them but all things considered opening game yes of course it's lovely to win particularly on Thursday night when you're at home but I don't think you know both managers, but I think particularly Brendan Rodgers, were absolutely delighted if he could get a point. Do we take right, a point think, now? Absolutely for take Celtic, a point yeah, now. and for Rangers, more of an honest to sort of go and win the yeah. game. Yeah. All yeah. things considered, I don't think a point is a is a bad one to start off with. And Barry, what about Celtic tomorrow? What's going to happen? It's going to be tough, Paul. You're playing in the Champions League. This is the elite teams, very good players that play the the, the highest level, and and it's all about. I mean, we had a way of going about it the teams that I played in away from home you have to sit back and soak up the pressure and try and hit them on the, the counter attack and hope for set pieces that the deliveries are good and you can take advantage of that um, and away from home before the game we always spoke about it listen come away from a, a, with a point you're absolute delighted certainly in the Champions League it doesn't need to be great to watch does no, it? no <laughs> listen played in many yeah. poor poor performances but it's listen sometimes it's about rolling up a sleeve Look, Fernando, they're going to have the vast majority of the possession. Their fans are going to be behind them. It's about making sure that Celtic are strong and compact. And when they get that opportunity, they need to take advantage of it. Chris, what do you feel? What about your team, first of all, tomorrow? To be honest, if, if, if we can get a point, I think that's that's a great mm-hmm. result. Yeah. Then you get your two home games, Lazio and Atletico uh, um, mm-hmm. Madrid. You know, if you can get you know four points out, out of that, Five after after three games, mm-hmm. that's Europa League level. Do you know what I mean? That's where Celtic need to at least 
minimum we try and get there. You know, if we could come away with seven, that'd be great. You know, out of first three, but that, that's the most important thing. And Rangers, I think with Danilo being out, Cantwell being out, you know, I know Tom Lawrence is back. I just think, I don't know if Betis will be too strong, but a point or a win, because, I mean, they turned over, you know, Leipzig, who, with the team that they had, I would say is better than Betis. Yeah, Barry, on both those, what do you feel? Yeah, just when you mentioned yeah. the teams, it gets you excited, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Fire yeah. on Lazio, Atletico, uh, Atletico Madrid, yeah. Real Betis. This is what European football is all about. Good, very good teams. Um, you're going away to play in very good teams. Are going to be coming to, to Glasgow. Um, but listen, I, I thought we'd have missed Cantwell, but we didn't really. I think I thought Tom Lawrence come in and and showed his his qualities. Cantwell's not been at his best this season um, but again that's why you've got a big squad when somebody comes out injured somebody has to go and grab um, that opportunity Chris how do you feel about Hatati? you've not seen that much of him so far the contract talks there's not much been said about it do you think he is going to feature as he did last season as one of your key players I really don't know I think I mean I, I know he came on on uh, Saturday mm-hmm. I think Brendan Rodgers has this thing and he did it in his first spell as well where he persists with certain players and I don't know whether David Turnbull is going to be that man that he'll continually persist with but I would like I would like Hatay to start more just because he's one of our more creative players that can get the ball down pick a pass and he's actually okay in the defensive side of the game as well you know he will track back unlike Turnbull Mark yeah yeah, I mean, I, I like uh, Hitati. Um I would have him when he's fit. At, at the moment, for me, the, the, the strongest is obviously Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly and um, Rio Hitati. That would be my mm. uh, midfield three. Um, across the city, I'd have Tom Lawrence ahead of uh, Todd Cantwell. All day long, I think he's a, a better footballer. I think he's more disciplined um, in terms of sticking to a, a tactical um, structure sometimes. I just think that, that Cantwell, I like Cantwell. And I highlighted how important he is early in the season, but I think he's kind of, I know he's injured now, but I think he can get off it and sometimes just running about, they say, I run about, just focus on what we saw. I think there's a a more natural game intelligence from Tom Lawrence that will benefit Rangers, particularly on Thursday night um, in Europe, and I'd like to see Tom Lawrence uh, start the game. Yeah, you're still looking for the right mix. And a lot of people are talking about up top for Rangers, but I still think he's looking for the right mix in the middle of the pitch as well. And. Um, is it Ryan Jack and or Lundstrom? Who do you go with? I think Raskin is going to play, and I'm 100 percent Tom Lawrence um, is going to play. There's a, there's enough recovery time. I know he's not played a lot of football, but I still don't think Michael Beale's sure he's yeah. ideal starting eleven. Yeah, and now with Danilo out, obviously he needs to go and maybe change the way they, they, they play up top is he going to go with a couple of white guys he doesn't actually like playing with white guys what, what is he going to do going forward so it'll be interesting to see Chris before you go what about Ange at the weekend late late show but they got the goals and got the win oh as I say Maui won I mean she's loving watching Spurs right now she keeps saying there's big Ange uh-huh. you know but as I say it's great to, it's great to see that he's gone he, he's gone down there and you know what he's gone down there and he's he, he's hacked it do you know what I mean and he's, he's he's installed the same ethos and I said to a couple of the English boys I know I think Spurs are a better team without Harry Kane with Ange Postacoglu because Kane couldn't play the way Ange Postacoglu plays because he's not mobile enough Barry Next man United manager. Who? 
Foster Cogler. You reckon? Yeah. yeah. What a shout that is. Wow. Yeah. Era, era. And by the way, things could, might, sh- might only get better for Spurs because now your, your West Ham's, your Brighton's, your Man United are now starting to go Wednesday, Saturday, Thursday, Sunday, mm. whatever it may be. Big Ange's all thought it was going to be a big benefit to him is get a clear run Saturday to Saturday. Saturday to Saturday. Three or four good sessions in during the week. That's got to be a plus mm. point for what, them. What did they say at the yeah. start of the season? Ange. It'll yeah. be a big success. They'll yeah, love but him. Tottenham, yeah. where will they finish? Top four. Yeah. Barry yeah. did. And your daughter has also got Barry Ferguson to give us the line of the night so far, Chris, that one day he'll be manager yeah, of Man United. Yeah, you know if you're yeah. a big club? Look, look what he's yeah. come down and um, down to, obviously, the Premier League, which is the best league in the, the world. Mm. Um, he's come in. He's lost probably the best or one of the best mm. forwards in the game in Harry Kane. And it's not affected them one single bit. And listen, they dominated the game at the weekend, but that just shows you the character that they've got. Never say die attitude. They go until the what was it, 98th or 99th minute yeah. of the game. Um, and he's shown, he's shown that he's a top manager. Let's be honest. I think as well. Well, you know, you're talking about Man United. If you take that specifically, that yes, of course, the most important thing is what are you able to do as a manager or a coach your team. But for a club like Man United, it's a worldwide brand. I think he would represent that football club superbly well too. That he's already shown, showed at Celtic, of course, and now it spurs like the the, the Carlos and stuff that we can. But you look at Ten Hag, you know, he's asked specifically there in the build up to to the game against Brighton. What is the 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 situation with Anthony? He says we are prepared for the game. He doesn't. Now I know mm-hmm. sometimes you're told, but Ange would address that. He wouldn't say it out of place. He would address it and move on. But he can't. He, you know, whatever. So, I think all round, Ange Postecoglou. I can you see where you're coming from. You, know? you, you think a man knew, right? Yeah. Think back to the great team under Sir Alex Ferguson. The great team. He changed it quite a bit. Look at the way they played. Really open, attack minded. Great to watch. Yep. It suits the way that Postecoglou um, does it. Listen, he's got a job in his uh, job in his hands at this moment in time at, at Tottenham. But I listen, if he continues what he's doing there, I think they would be crazy. Not to look at him, Chris. That's a busy house there. Is that is that the Waynes? Oh yeah, she's she's um, she's waiting for her dinner. Right, but, you know, because she, she doesn't like Barry Ferguson. So. Oh. That's oh. That's nice, huh? I don't know why. <laughs> She's loving Big Ange, but there we are. Right, Chris, thanks a lot for calling. And, uh, yeah, we'll speak to you soon. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Let's go! Thanks, Chris. Barry's got everyone talking there with the, well, the thought that Man United could have Ange Postecoglou as their manager they're all talking about him Mark in England they love him I thought they're, they're all talking about Barry now with that yeah, uh, comment yeah, what a comment yeah. it's a great shout yeah. and, and, and they tell, I don't know what Man United uh, owners or chief executive uh, is thinking there but they clearly can't be happy how things are going uh, under Eric Ten Hag and you know the, you think of all these Hollywood A-list managers Paul you know you, uh, obviously Guardiola's at Man City yeah, but then you think yeah. um, Mourinho well they've had him Pochettino's in at Chelsea it's no Struggling. going great yeah. Enrique's just taking over at PSG is, is mm-hmm. that right Enrique's yep. uh, away there the only one if you're talking Hollywood manager for Man United that's out of job just now unless I'm mistaken is Zinedine Zidane right but apart from that I think the two hottest tickets down south at the moment um, Ange Postecoglou and uh, Deserbi um, at Brighton and why would Ange not be in somebody's thoughts 
Let's speak to someone who knows what Ange did at Celtic. It's Laurie, big Celtic fan in Deniston. Good evening, Laurie. Hey, panel, good evening. Good evening. Uh, before I make my, uh, my main point, uh, I would like to say that a couple of weeks ago in the aftermath of the, the Old Firm game, a uh, Rangers fan, Derek, come on, and the guy, admittedly, was quite emotional. Uh, and he made disparaging comments about Barry uh, being a cheerleader. So let me just uh, start by saying that as a Celtic fan, two years shy of my 70th birthday, a season ticket holder, and as a guy who has followed the fortunes of my club for 50 years, I would like to refute that those nonsensical comments he made. Barry is a fiery and passionate ex-Rangers man. He served his club with distinction. And as a Celtic supporter, uh, I've never found Barry's comments on the show or indeed any time I've ever heard him talking publicly about football to be either jaundiced uh, or one-sided. They've always been expressed fairly, justly and even-handedly. I know Barry doesn't need anybody uh, to come to his aid uh, tonight. But I just thought for the record, uh, I'd, make, uh, I'd like to make those comments and put my, my opinions uh, on the record. Barry? Well, that's very nice, eh? uh, Laurie. Yeah, um, yeah. Nice true. thing to say. Nice. When's your birthday, Laurie? Two days. <laughs> Did you say? I was sixty-eight, passing the six of August. All oh, right. Okay. So you just—I <laughs> thought you said two days short of it. So, Laurie, no, that's really good, isn't it? Because that is the thing. Barry is really objective. Aye. He calls it as he sees it. But, but, but yeah, but, yeah. You, you, Paul, you're, you're the same. I've been dealing with Barry. On a journalistic basis since 1997, so that's 26 years. I dealt with under different circumstances, different scenarios at different clubs and in international scene, and he's always fair. Yep. He's got an opinion; he'll, he'll back it up, and he's fair, regardless of who he might upset or whoever. He's, he's fair, and that's all you can you can ask for. It was a top football player, and he's a top pundit. He sure is, and he's ours. So, Laurie, what are you thinking about Celtic's a huge week, Champions League tomorrow? What's well, in your mind? Uh, what I'm thinking, Paul, is that uh, first and foremost, I think we should up uh, Scottish football because there are three clubs, mm-hmm. Celtic Rangers and Aberdeen, uh, who will participate in the group stages. And I think we're punching above our way as a nation. I think it's an amazing achievement and accomplishment by our three teams. Uh, uh, I do think it's going to be extremely difficult uh, for our teams to progress. Uh, from a Celtic perspective, we're seeded fourth from a possible f- uh, four teams uh, in a group. I think there are huge financial disparities, but we'll have a go. Uh, you know, and I'm not overawed. Uh, in our group, Celtic and Feyenoord are past winners uh, of the Champions League or in its, its previous life, yeah. uh, the European Cup. So we will have a go. I'm looking forward to it immensely. And I hope that all three teams uh, can make uh, progress. I would like to know what the panel's thoughts are and indeed your own thoughts, Paul, regarding our prospects uh, and the, the European competitions. Well, we spoke a few moments ago about it. Mark, overall, if you, do you think... Sorry, uh, a dr- for, t- for Celtic tomorrow yeah, well, night. Well, yeah, well, well, I think if Celtic can get a draw, I mean, I think for, for me, finals start heavy favourites. And now, I'm only going to be finals domestic form. 
Um, and we know the Dutch league isn't that strong either but I'm looking at Celtic's domestic form fabulous result with Ibrox a couple of weeks ago but over the piece I think Celtic are a bit short and that, that you know defensively I'm concerned Paul um, to be honest I'm concerned about him Joe Hart will be busy tomorrow night if Joe Hart's on form and I trust Joe Hart then you know Celtic's get a chance I think Kyogo uh, missed a few sitters last season in the Champions League as did Maida but I think they'll, they'll, they'll benefit um, from from that and be ready over the piece between now and the middle of December when it all comes to an end um, if Celtic can finish in third I think that's a brilliant achievement I, th- I would expect Rangers to be second uh, in that group I think because European form uh, I think Rangers know, know what it's about um, and Aberdeen um, let's see where they are after Thursday night I'm a bit concerned for Barry Robson to be perfectly honest so I hope that Aberdeen can dig something out of Thursday night but it might go to Germany um, might just be a bit too much for him but it'll be about their other games um, against uh, Helsinki uh, players that where they'll be able to pick up points Barry Aberdeen it is really tough for them yeah it's going to be a, a, a tough one um, listen we spoke about Aberdeen at the start of the show I, I think they need to start domestically they need to start getting points or Barry's going to come under severe pressure um, he'd done an excellent job last year they were really solid never conceded many goals um, but they're, they're obviously struggling this year but you want to see when, when in Europe it's good for the coefficient you want to see them doing well but that'll be a tough one for them I think if you look at the groups I think Celtic should be looking at least third place they have to and Rangers group as well I know listen it comes down to finances and the quality of player and the size of the clubs but when you're at home you're coming to Glasgow you're playing in front of 52 and 60,000 fans you're always in with a good chance um, so I, I think Celtic could finish third in that group and I would expect Rangers to finish um, second um, when you look at the the teams obviously Betis, Prague and um, Limassol they're, they're not the strongest of teams so if I'm Rangers I would expect second place I, I'd be looking to get second place should I say I, I'm really intrigued I don't know about Laurie about how Celtic's going to do in this section because you know it's a bit of an unknown I don't think the Celtic fans I don't think it would be acceptable for Celtic to do the same as, as last season as in two points from six games and not win a game I don't find that Acceptable. I don't think Brendan Rodgers will be. I think you look at the, the section this season compared to last season, I think it's a weaker section that they're in. That said, I think Celtic might be weaker as a team than what they were compared to this time last year. So there's a lot of unknown because defensively there's no Carter Vickers. Yeah. That, that's a big one. That, so that, that's I don't a know what Laurie one. thinks, but I'm mm. really interested to see how Celtic go on tomorrow. And Hattati's not up to... Yeah. No Full fitness, no, no Jota. Yeah, exactly. So, really interesting to see how, how Celtic, home, Celtic fare. At home, you know what it's like yep. in the fans. Are, and a lot of these players, listen, they're playing at brilliant clubs, but they don't experience the atmospheres when they come to Glasgow. And that's sometimes, um, that can get you off to a, a bit of a quick start. But again, if you're looking at it, I, I think both should be looking. Rangers second and Celtic for third place but they need to I agree with Mark they need to get more points there were some real good performances but defensively they were too wide open sometimes in Europe you need to go and suck up the pressure you need to sometimes give the ball up surrender the ball and make sure you're solid and compact and then hope or hit the teams on a counter attack and set pieces 
comes into play for certainly Michael Beale spoke at the weekend about the betters game well it's a complete different challenge obviously we now have four home games uh, in a uh, close period of time and we know Raul Betis was six in La Liga last year we've got an excellent coach in Pellegrini very experienced and it's a complete different challenge and so we'll have to have a look at that this week but we are certainly looking forward to the Europa League campaign starting and Laurie before you go can we ask you what do you think about Celtic tomorrow night as you mentioned you remember Feyenoard from years ago what do you feel the well, score will be? Uh, I've got a great affinity towards Feyenoord. Yeah. I, and especially, of course, Vim Janssen yeah. I, as a hero a figure a, um, in both teams. Can I just briefly say, uh, Paul, before I sign off, two things. Number one, uh, sad to hear of the demise of Ronnie McKinnon, yeah. who was yeah. an iconic Scottish centre-half, as was Billy McNeil in the 60s and the 70s, yeah. of a time when uh, Scotland's teams were taken seriously. European competition but I'm going to finish and I hate to strike the first note at uh, Discord in tonight's programme but I'm going to have to throw the cat amongst the pigeons uh, last season there were 92 penalties uh, I believe awarded uh, in the SPL uh, 8 were awarded against Celtic none were recorded against Rangers can, can the panel understand perhaps how that fuels paranoia amongst Celtic fans Mark are you paranoid about it Am I paranoid about it? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not personally. Uh, but uh, the, the figures seem improbable and disproportionate, Mark. What yeah. do you think? That's the question I'm asking of you and Barry. No, I mean, I, I, you can understand when you look at those stats, then you, you can understand why, you know, if you're a Celtic supporter, then you would feel that there's, there's something going wrong there, particularly when you look at the amount of penalties that, that Rangers concede um, in Europe. I don't know. You could only ask. <clears throat> excuse me. You could only ask the referees if you want to get to the the, the guts of what a lot of Celtic fans think and, and want to ask is, do I think that referees or VAR or officials go out to cheat Celtic? No, I don't. Barry. Yeah, I, I've always said that. I, I don't think a referee goes out and is getting alliance to want to. I honestly don't. I think they go out and try their best. Sometimes their best is no good enough, and some of the decisions sometimes baffles me. But I do not think they go out and try and work against a, a certain team. Is it fair to say that other clubs feel that Rangers and Celtic get more of an advantage yes. from referees? 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's always and, been the case. And, and look, with, with, with Laurie, I know, you know, we've worked in, in, in doing it, yeah. I've covered games, all, the, all different teams. And what you see clearly, Laurie, when you go about and watch other teams, uh, is that unfortunately there's a general incompetence with officials that all are to you speak to any manager up and down the country top flight or lower leagues what do you think they'll all have a complaint so it's not like referees are going out to their anti Motherwell or their anti Patrick Thistle or their anti St Johnston or Ross County unfortunately there's a general incompetence at the moment Laurie we've run out of time in this hour the news is next thanks very much for calling 0808 17 17 700 The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy 10% off your solar install in September Terms and conditions apply Let's go The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy Call now and voice your opinion 0808 17 17 700 Let's go Hour two with Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Mark Guidi. Lots of calls coming in. 0808 17 17 700. And what about Ange Postacoglu and the effect that he's having down south? I see Match of the Day finished with uh, Gary Lineker doing the Ange song. Yeah, the Robbie uh, Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
he's taken it by storm and Barry you did say you thought top four with Tottenham it's looking so far really good yeah because yeah. he, he showed his worth when he was up here yeah. for, for two years um, and he's went down to Tottenham and the job he's, he's done down there I know it's early doors but it looks to me if he's got a team that are willing to run through brick walls but also the manner in what they play football and is brilliant to watch let's be honest um, really open attack minded and again I thought when they lost Harry Kane they would have struggled big time because let's be honest he is one of the top strikers in the in the world but um, no, they've not missed him one single bit and that performance at the weekend I know they dominated the game um, but to show that to go to death that's um, that shows you that the team are are willing to, to do anything they can to try and get the, the, the three points and I think if he continues like this listen I may be well off but some of the bigger clubs round about will be I'm not saying Tottenham are no big they've got a brilliant stadium brilliant training facility but some of the bigger clubs with the job that he's doing don't be surprised if they'll be keeping an eye on him of course yeah, he's been part, yeah, yeah. it is Man United but he's been Liverpool. part of the, the Man City group but why would that yeah. bother you? it wouldn't at all would it? I know. Yeah. <laughs> if he's doing a, an unbelievable job, why would it bother exactly. you? Sure, it wouldn't. But listen, it may bother yeah. Man United because he has been part of the, the City Group. But if you're winning for Man United, that's what matters, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. listen, they've yeah. been they've been in the doldrums for far too long. Mm. Yeah, Man United, and uh, listen, they're saying they've not got the same money, but they're still splashing out some amount of mm. money on transfer fees, etc. Um, and they're, they're built on winning trophies. That's what Sir Alex Ferguson done. Man United and they've no won enough since he decided to retire they've had some big hitters in there Mourinho for one um, never really worked I know he won trophy a couple of trophies but yeah. never really worked Ten Hag's come in it looked to me if it was starting to motor a wee bit but listen I think the wheels have come off there's been a few incidents with Sancho mm-hmm. now yeah. Anthony yeah. and the way that he comes across in the, the media doesn't he fans want to know what's going on yeah. and he's pretty deep when you listen to Postoc- a guy like Postacoglu speak a personality Postacoglu yeah about his players yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. he's making people realise the yeah. situation that the players are in and he's there to help them and their teammates and the club are there so as I say I'm, I may be well off the mark but if you're doing a good job down there a big club or a big job becomes available he's one guy that you'd be certainly looking at yeah, if, if yeah. Guardiola calls it a day at the end of the yeah. season at say then yeah. who's to say Klopp you know Klopp's what in his eighth year his ninth year mm-hmm. yeah. um, Ancelotti Ancelotti's going to Brazil isn't he he's taking over the Brazil now. so who's 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 if Real Madrid named her I'm not saying it's going to be post to I'm sorry I'm just thinking nope. sort it out Mark yeah, it's, Real Madrid, um, named it's another example though in England where they go ah oh, this guy from Scotland's coming you know and Spurs fans didn't want him I thought yeah. there was a lot of ag- there yeah. is always ignorance whether it's a manager whether it's a player they're coming for the Scottish League and oh, who are we getting here are they going to be good enough and I love to see it like managers that have worked up here go down there and especially players look at the players like John McGinn for instance Andy Robertson Hickey now yeah, obviously had to go yeah. to Atlee now down at uh, Brentford I love seeing players go down there because there's a there's a real ignorance mm-hmm. towards our, our um, players and managers who have worked up here Barry different one a few questions coming in how did you feel about Lewis coming on for Scotland the other night against uh, England you must have been proud yeah listen it's always great to see a family member come on the pitch um, 
I thought he would have got a bit of game time over um, Cyprus um, never happened but listen he got on and he was coming up against some quality players and I watched the game last week Paul and sometimes you've just got to hold your hands up they were a, a level above listen we're doing brilliant as a nation now um, but England showed their real quality I mean <laughs> Bellingham in the middle of the pitch I, I said it a while back he's going to be the best no doubt in my mind about Burn that on. the yeah. best yeah yeah, excellent Declan Rice in the middle of the pitch Foden Harry Kane I mean you can go on and on but I, I just thought you seen the, the difference in, in, in levels I thought the first half they were Scotland just couldn't get near them second half was a lot better they get closer to them um, but their quality just showed in the end but listen we're in a brilliant place Scotland um, 100% we're going in the right direction and don't let that put the, the players off and that will not affect the players listen they'll dust themselves down and, and make sure they're ready for the games that are coming up when you're a few days off are you brushing up on your German for next summer then just to get ready yeah, after the Cyprus result yeah we're yeah. definitely going to Germany no doubt um, are we going absolutely right. for sure we go. Matt, it has to be. I'm up for it. I've got, yeah. I've got it circled my diary. Yeah. I've got, it starts on Friday, June the 14th. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic. I'll take a wee holiday before it just yeah. to get ready, just to acclimatise. Then I'll, I'll be back um, ready to go, whether we're, we're here or we're, or we're putting a, yeah. a, a, a couple yeah. of Volkswagens in the Radisson Red and ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Anything could no, happen. Let's, yeah. I was there in 2006. Yeah. A brilliant country yeah. to be a, a I part of. as well. Yeah, they're there. Big Oz was. See, in, in Munich, yeah. Australia yeah. playing. Mm. And, and the infrastructure there, Paul, it's all about the Tartan Army. It'll have an absolute ball. It'll be brilliant. Yeah, it was, it was a brilliant experience. Went over for three or four days to watch um, Australia. Big Oz was obviously yeah. playing um, at the Munich Stadium, and it was. Um, yeah, it was, it was great to be part of it, albeit a fan going out, and it was like a carnival atmosphere before yeah. it. It was it was excellent. But we'll definitely be there next summer, and I'm sure the Tartan Army will go over in force. And, and listen, sometimes you need the luck of the draw yeah. if we get there, no, when we get there, I should say. Um, but uh, listen, people might think I'm crazy here, but we should be looking at getting out of the group. All right. right. Oh, 100% for the first time be amazing wouldn't oh, it yeah, yeah. But, uh, why Why not there's um, there's 24 teams mm. 16 go through I mean it's, it's, it's as I said last week it's harder to get knocked out mm. <laughs> that's <laughs> a good line yeah. the, the only thing when yeah. I look at the Scotland team I thought some of the football over in Cyprus was, was, was top class yeah. Yeah. Um, they handled the, the occasion very well the only thing I would say we've not got an out and out goal scorer yeah. mm. that's the only thing I think Lyndon yeah. Dykes albeit he come on as a substitute has done a brilliant job Shea Adams works ever so hard for the team but the goals are coming for other areas the pitch which is a good thing to have but just that guy that you can hang your hat on and, and you would think right he's going to score every time he, he enters the pitch well, I've not even got one I, I can't even think anyone in the horizon that you might think oh he could emerge in the next mm -hmm. six months or so I mm -hmm. can't think anybody that we might that we might have um, but anybody we can steal <laughs> well check we could do yeah I mean, Harvey Barnes not striker, obviously, but he seen looks that. as though he'll join. Would you fancy him as part oh, of the... Oh, take him in a minute. In a moment, mm. yeah. yeah. Mm, he's e a player. Elliot Anderson, that's disappointing, isn't it? He pulled yeah. out the squad. Mm. But, yeah, yeah. But, but listen, see, at the end of the day, see if he doesn't want to be part of it. Right, yeah, move sure. on. That, that's that's the attitude you've, you've got to have. But listen, we're in a real good place. We've got real good players. Um, are we at the highest level? No, we're not. No. But listen, we're going in the, the right direction. And it's... I really enjoy watching... Scotland I really uh, do we're, we're, in a, we're in a good place and by the way on, on the two Newcastle boys yeah. if it was a choice between Harvey Barnes and Elliot Anderson I'm mm -hmm. having Harvey Barnes all day long ahead of him 
Barry, you agree? Obviously, I think. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he's, he's a fantastic young player. There's, there's no sure. doubt. But Harvey Barnes is a proven Premier League player. I mean, his performances at Leicester before Newcastle bought him were, were exceptional. That was the reason why Newcastle paid a lot of money for him. And if he makes himself available, I'm sure Stevie Clark um, will snap him up uh, pretty quickly. Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy, Paul Cooney, Mark Weedy, and Barry Ferguson here till seven. Let's go back to Saturday, but looking forward then to this coming week. Tuesday is obviously Feyenoord against Celtic. Manager Brendan Rodgers was speaking about Nat Phillips, the man on loan from Liverpool who played on Saturday. 45 minutes for Nat Phillips. Was that pre-planned given he hadn't played since back in January? Yeah, yeah. We were looking at giving him 60, uh, but he just rolled his ankle a touch uh, just towards right at the very last action of the, of the first half. Uh, he could have played on for 10-15 minutes but we just thought we would just give him that breather and, and put Gustav on Mark he would be important Barry wouldn't he Nat Phillips he's got experience yeah I, every time he made an appearance for Liverpool I thought he'd done pretty well um, and listen you look at Liverpool's squad and certainly who's certainly half it's going to be difficult to force your way into that but he was always part of the squad and when he came in, he, he done a fine job. But I think he's a, a decent centre back, Nat Phillips. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I thought he'd be a certain starter tomorrow night. And now I'm not so sure, mm. given obviously the, the ankle injury, and he only get 45 minutes. Bearing the mind, finally, the scoring for fun, um, like a Bielk and, and uh, Liam Scales with the partnership. Ibrox he survived it, albeit Celtic. You know, let's be honest. As, as, as a partnership certainly like a Bielter rode his luck yeah. several times uh, during that 90 minutes so I do have concerns um, about it a part of me would, would rather see Nat, Nat Phillips um, to be honest because yeah. I agree with Barry you know he can be solid he just likes to defend yeah. it's just whether he's up to a speed to be able to cope with final or not I didn't know his old man was Jimmy Phillips ah, yeah, yeah. With, with, played at Rangers yeah. 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 left back mm-hmm. I think Peter Grant said that last week, didn't he? He spoke yeah. about it. Graham yeah. um, Sunnis signed him for Bolton, right. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. right. What about Liam Skills? Uh-huh. Good player. I wonder what his old man sent to him. Liam <laughs> 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 Scales, who would have thought two months ago that he wouldn't be at Aberdeen? We thought he was going back there. He's at Celtic. He played again at the weekend. I think he was excellent today. He's got really good composure. I like Liam from many aspects of his game. He's composed. Uh, he's got good balance and giving us that left-footed player on the left side really allows you to go and play forward and be more progressive. Um, but yeah, he's he's done excellent since he's come into the team. Obviously at Rangers, like you said, Ibrox, a real tough game and he, he stood up to that challenge really well. And I thought today you could see the confidence from that. Very composed with the ball, competitive in his defensive qualities and uh, yeah, I thought he was excellent. Well, Liam Scale starts tomorrow night, Paul. There's no doubt about that and it's whether it's Lager BLK or, or, or Phillips. It starts alongside him. I have a feeling, given the, the slight fitness issue, that, that it might be Lagabielka gets a nod ahead of him, but that, that, oh, it's a wee bit of a concern for me, that one. Okay. Barry? Yeah, I, to be fair to Scales, when he came in, he looked nervous to me, but you can see each game when he's playing, he's, his confidence has gone up and up and up, and um, listen, he looked to be out, out the door in the summer. Um, and it's crazy how football works. With injuries um, and he's, he's took the opportunity and, and listen I think he's grasped it because I think each game I says he's got he's get stronger and stronger and he's he's certainly going to start tomorrow night and, and uh, fire them Big news for Celtic fans is that striker Furuhashi says there's no problem with the shoulder injury at the moment uh, he was off for a few minutes but it must be a worry it's happened a couple of times but he went off and they 
knocked it back into place. That must be sore, Barry. Going up a tunnel and getting the yeah, the, old the shoulders. shoulders. Yeah, listen, it's an injury. No, I've, no, I've never had that. I've played with a few players that have got it, and they've, they've had to go for surgery. But shows you he's a hardy character, mm-hmm. um, no doubt about it. Um, and listen again, I would imagine that would be quite a big operation. Mm-hmm. To go and obviously get your your shoulder sorted, but listen, Celtic need them. He's, I can see the reason why they've signed him up a long term contract because he'll be again he'll be one of the players that will be many clubs down south keep an eye on. Um, it's not just his goal scoring for me. I think his all round game is is excellent. His movement when you watch him closely, sometimes you just watch the games and you you follow the ball, but. If you watch him, he's constantly on the move. He must be an absolute nightmare yeah. for centre-halves. Yeah. Kieran's been on the socials asking both of you, what's your team for tomorrow night? What do you think Celtic will go with? Hey. So Hart, Hart and goals. Yeah. I think it'll I th- be Johnston, Lagabelkis, Scales and Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think he'll go McGregor and O'Reilly mm-hmm. and... Mm, he likes Tumble, but for me, I'd rather go with Hitati for tomorrow night. But uh, I feel he might just go Tumble. Went Tumble at Ibrox. I think he'll go Tumble again. And then I think he'll go Furuhashi through the middle. And he might go Maida on the right and put Palma on the left. Palma, right. He'll come in. Mm. Barry, would you disagree with any of that? Yeah, I think it's a good call. Yep. yep. Um, and I think, he's, I think Brendan Rodgers will have a a word with Patati say listen how are you feeling and if yeah. he gives a thumbs up he, he's got to play what about Rangers then let's hear from Michael Beale they play Thursday night Betis will fly into Glasgow I would imagine uh, tomorrow or Wednesday uh, what do the team have to work on after all that criticism but getting a win at the weekend I just need to, we just need to work a little bit more on the, on the last connection in, in the final third and, and you can see it's coming it's a desperately disappointing to lose Danilo because he's been looking sharp in training the last two weeks before that he'd had one or two issues but for him to uh, and it looks like it's a fractured cheekbone it means we're going to miss him for a while and it was it was an excellent goal so look that's what we need to keep working at defensively we're not giving up many chances as I say three clean sheets in, in five league games I'm pleased with I'm really pleased with Jack and I thought Ben coming down was excellent at centre half as well Barry what are you thinking Rangers so much noise after the big game a couple of weeks ago big win at the weekend to get and win away from home what are you feeling for Thursday I'm feeling you've got to go in you're at home Paul um, and listen going into the game I think people will fancy Betis as the, the, the favourites um, so I think Rangers need to have a go at them you're, you're at home in front of your own fans um, got to take a bit of confidence with getting at least a clean sheet and scoring a couple of goals away from home so yeah, but I think um, I think Rangers will win the game. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty close because if you look at Betis, I think they're missing. I think it was five or six. Yeah, they're, they're certain starters. Um, so yeah, but I fancy I fancy Rangers to um, do it. Listen, it's going to be a tough one, but again, they've got to have a go, get in their faces, make it difficult for them. And the fans will get right behind them if they show that real desire and hunger about them. I meant to ask you about Roof's goal that was uh, chalked off at the weekend under VAR, which we haven't finished. Yeah, I, I, I kept looking at it and looking at it and it's so, so tight. So I couldn't call it watching yeah, it, honestly. Neither could yeah. I. 
neither could um, yep. I. You know, may give the benefit of the doubt for the forward player. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I thought it was a, a harsh decision. Mark? Yeah, it was very, very tight and had, yeah. had it stood, I think you could have gone mm-hmm. um, either way. The lines have been drawn. You know, ultimately it wasn't um, a, a defining moment in the game because Rangers were very, very comfortable. Um, and now they've got to take that into Thursday night. And just listen to Michael Beale there, you know, Paul. You know, I think sometimes he can be his own worst enemy, as, as I've said in the programme a few times. But you know, you've got to have sympathy for the guys come through a torrid two weeks. Um, rightly or wrongly, speculation about his job, fans, a number of fans wanting him out the door. Uh, and, 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 I, and I can understand that, the, the frustration. But then you've got a star striker who you've had a chance to. To, to work with you put him in on Saturday he gets in the score sheet and in the motion of doing that an accidental clash with Liam Gordon and he's missing now how long that could be I'm, I'm guessing it's probably a minimum of four weeks um, could be eight weeks you know you just don't know how quickly he could heal it and that's a sore one you know for any manager um, that is a sore one so you've got a sympathy for Michael Beale for that there's no hiding place for him was there Barry it must have been tough for him after the game uh, and the players didn't get much time yeah, off yeah no the noise Paul yeah. there was I mean, certainly the for three or four days after it um, people were calling for his head whether that's right or wrong people have got their own opinion I think it's too soon um, and listen it was a time to reflect and go away for a couple of days I think he gave him a couple of days off and come back out of the training ground and, and get back to work um, and make sure that you're you're ready for the next game and that was St Johnson away who are bottom in the league who are struggling um, and I fully expected Rangers to come away with the, the three points and they did that and they've got another opportunity on Thursday night because they've got a run of four games at home now Yeah, which is which is important I think yeah, I always believe if, when you're a manager if we take the situation in the past couple of weeks with Michael Beale that you're always you've always got a chance as long as the players are with you mm-hmm. as long as the dressing room's with you you've got a chance I think you can cope with the stands being against you because ultimately you're only seeing them for 90 minutes and if the players are with you they go out and they set the tempo as soon as the whistle goes so I think as a man you can cope with the fans not being on side which has been the case for the past couple of weeks I've not heard anything to suggest that the players are not with Michael Beale you always get one or two that you know if you're not playing you're but not ultimately playing, yeah. I think they're, they're, they're with him they're behind him and they want to see him succeed when that flips if that flips that's when you've got a major problem so at the moment he's still got that in his side Barry yeah in, in terms of look I understand the manager's the figurehead at the club he obviously ultimately picks the team coaches the team but again I always say it the players have got to take a bit of responsibility as well it's easy to hide behind the manager that look he picks the team you cross that white line You've got to do it first and foremost for yourself, for the club, for the fans. And I don't think they've, they've done enough at this moment in time. But listen, they showed a wee bit, at least in, in Saturday against St. Johnson. Now they need to take that on in the next game and then the next game after that. So it's about gaining a, a bit of confidence. Um, and again, the, the players now, in terms of the new signings, they've had their bed in that period. They've had enough games. They've had enough training sessions on on the pitch at the training centre now they need to go and and show why Michael Beale brought them in How was Seema for you when he came on he came on early obviously yeah, I, I just think he yeah. can use his pace more often when he opens their legs he looks so powerful yeah, doesn't he, he fast he does yeah. but I've only seen it in, mm-hmm. in bits in the game I need to see that on a more consistent basis and that's going for the rest of the, the, the signings because I was looking forward to seeing Danilo at the weekend yeah. 
because he was playing through the middle I'd spoke to Arthur Newman um, I'd spoke to a few people over in Holland when I was over there and he says listen when he's through the middle he's a different player when he's played at Rangers he's played in the kind of wider areas and he's come off the bench and he's played through the middle and he has made a difference so that's a bit of a knock but again that's football it's part and parcel of football injuries happen now is he going to move roof right through the middle is he going to put Dessers back in and whoever he puts in there need to grab their chance with both hands there was also well as with Vincent with Seema when he opens up and he gets through almost a kind of one on one against Mitov mm-hmm. it's a kind of narrow it's an acute angle now, what he's got to do Paul is lift his head if he lifts his head Lammers is screaming for it yeah, Lammers yeah. just delayed his run nicely to receive the ball and, he tried, and I can understand why he's tried to score Mitov's narrowed the angle but top player that that late you think just lift your head for a second what, what have you got available and you know Lammers, Lammers has given him it tight when he's missed it and the goalies saved it so again like, like, like moving it forward to Thursday night it's a, a major step up for playing against St Johnson and when you get those chances they might be few and far between you your decision making has got to be spot yeah. on um, as well Rangers fans what are you looking for on I mean, Thursday he's he done team? it in the first half yeah. with this allowed goal when he's getting in he's, he's cut it back it's just having that awareness but listen you can see there's something in there but again I want to see it. I, I want to see it more often, uh, and that's no just for Sima. That's for a, a lot of the players. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal, face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go. Let's go. Good time to call us. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Tomorrow night here in the studio will be Peter Grant and Stephen McGinn. Barry, you're back on Wednesday with big John Harson. So by then, hopefully Celtic will have had a good result against Feyenoord and then we'll be previewing Rangers in action against Real Betis. Shades of Seville there, Barry, that great city. You'll maybe go over there in a few weeks' time when Rangers play them. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. a, I mean, that was yeah. memories. Yeah. Brilliant trip with my... My, my two boys Oz and his boy come over yeah. for um, Australia um, brilliant day just the, the result was a, a killer on on penalties so listen I hope it can be a different result the, the yeah. next time let's hope so it'll, be, it'll still be hot at that time yeah it'll be decent mm-hmm. yeah. that'd be nice not as hot as the summer though that was a it was a sweat box <laughs> <laughs> it was I mean see the, the worst thing yeah. I felt I mean I had a major major drift so did the boys and who we were all with there's no water inside the stadium it's a shocker it was was a disgrace an absolute disgrace you hear that one and then you hear the Champions League final in Istanbul Man City there um, as well and the fans having to get to say UEFA honestly Paul they are they're shambolic Mm. they leave a lot to be desired you look at the, the Euro yeah. 2020 final be it took place in 2021 mm-hmm. at Wembley yeah. Rogan, it's, yeah. they are absolutely yeah. shambolic at Paris times. 20 yep, last Liverpool. year Liverpool Shambol- it's time yeah. after time mm-hmm. after time and nobody gets held responsible you wouldn't send them for the messages would you Not and yet they're on huge bumper salaries oh. and they're you know Oh, they love it. There's, there's, there's about yep. 30 of them up in that podium handing out uh, medals going to get a decision at one of them <laughs> <laughs> Next on the line from Bern, we've got here. Zephyr honestly, and all the crew. Well, yeah, yeah, for you think of it, it is shum- yeah. it's shambolic. They, 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 not nearly often enough do they take supporters into. It's all right for them, you know, they're swanning about and they're taking here, there, and everywhere in their nice cars and good luck to them. But sure. for the supporter who's painting over there and then, you know, trying to get in and out of stadiums, uh, uh, there's just a, a shocking disregard for for the football supporters. 
Jack's been on the socials at Go Football Show saying, what about the Inverness job? Who's going to get it? Because at the weekend, they're both 4-0 against Airdrie. Dundee United Morton 1-1. Queen's Park losing at home to Dunfermline, the newcomers 2-0. And Wraith Rovers, who... Barry fancies to win yeah. I see that it was a one goal victory against Inverness so Billy Dodds has gone yeah. uh, yesterday and today who's going to take over? Well, John Robertson's been given uh, an interim uh, charge with uh, Charlie Christie also a club legend um, in beside them I think the club will go with that Paul um, you know, John Robertson's got previous experience of being the manager I feel for Billy Dodds I'd love to see him get a bit longer financially I don't think the club's in a great position so taking all that into account I think it will suit them for the time being um, to, to give it to John Robertson and Charlie let them roll with it and see if they can get them up the table Barry because they you know they were in the Premiership for a long time Inverness and they think that's where they should be yeah but it's tough when your, your budget's not great Paul and trying to get players up there I mean I've heard previous managers not just the Cali Thistle it's Ross County Malky mm-hmm. trying to get people up and people need to move their families etc and obviously they don't pay the the best of wages um, so it'll be interesting to see who get that that uh, who gets that job sorry but again I, I, again I just think it was a bit too early for Dodger to lose his job um, I think he deserved a bit more time and if you listen to his interview or when he spoke to the, the media after the game at the weekend it sounded to me that the players were fully behind him it was just that wee slice of luck which you, you need and unfortunately they never got it and I guess that's just the way football works if you don't get results on the pitch ultimately you're going to you're going to lose your job but I hope Dodgy is a norm listen he was an ex-teammate of mine uh, money good face, player wasn't uh, he money face we get <laughs> yeah. oh, and you see I was bad you, you took it on yeah. <laughs> yeah but no very good player very good manager good experience as Mark mentioned earlier he's, yeah. he's been about you know mm-hmm. what I mean he was an assistant for many years mm-hmm. so one hopefully the, gets the league cup with Ross County mm-hmm. Jimmy yep. Mack's assistant yeah. yep. so hopefully he gets a, another job soon but it'll be interesting to see whether he, he wants another job or he decides to go back into the media which he's, he's very good at as well let's see who's next on the lines 08 08 17 17 700 Barry and Mark and it's uh, Ian a Rangers fan is on the line from Stirling good evening Ian good evening pal um, I think it, I've just come out of hospital and you'll probably think I'm crazy I think you'll turn it round and I think the reason could be he's always wanted to play two up front just to two strikers he said it when he first came it wasn't possible it probably isn't possible right now but just pick your two best strikers that, in training and behind it put the the, the ball that was put through to Dino uh, just have have him to give the service ready to give the service any of them but I'll turn it around if he if he just decides to go for it with two strikers. Barry, we've spoken about this many times. Yeah, manager. but I mean, if you look at the team at the weekend, there was yeah. two sure. centre-forwards on the yeah. pitch and Kmar Roof and, and Danilo. Um, no doubt about that. And listen, Kmar Roof likes to come in and, and link up. Um, I don't mind that if you, you, you play that way, but one thing you're going to get for two centre-forwards is when the ball goes in wide areas, they're desperate to get in the box and and do something about it I don't think they'll play right up beside each other but they'll just um, they'll work in tandem with each other that like Danilo also likes to come in and and uh, link up and then obviously Kmar Roof can can go up front but I think it's key that they keep Kmar Roof it was brilliant to see him get 90 minutes as well everybody's speaking about Tom Lawrence and rightly so 
because it was a really good yeah. performance. But seeing Kemal Roof get a full 90 minutes and now he's starting to get a run of games and obviously he's been away in the summer and, and done the proper rehab and you can see the difference in him because for me, Kemal Roof, with all the new signings come in, is still, for me, in my eyes, Rangers' best striker. They didn't expect him to Aye. be so fit, did they? Otherwise, they wouldn't have spent as much well, money. It's worrying, yeah, it's worrying because of the amount of injuries he's had. There's no yeah. doubt about it. But listen, he, he did go over to Qatar and and um, get a bit of private physio and and done a lot of hard work. Went away himself without his family for four weeks and worked over there really hard. And you can see that's made a major difference. He's completed pre-season and now he's starting. He's had two sixty minutes now. Obviously, that 90 can minutes, I, and it was brilliant to see that. Can I come back to you for a minute? Yeah, sure. on you go. Can I come back to you for a minute? On you go, fire now, away. Yeah. The, the truth saying that any pundit in any radio's ever said in, in football, Rangers and Celtic, the old firm don't have time to find out who's their best this or their best that. But forget the re- league for this year, I think. He'll certainly turn it round if he's allowed to. Probably won't be allowed to with a section of supporters that are sharing, but I think he'll he'll win two cups, two of the three. The two being the league cup. Well, he certainly needs to win the league cup because this is a brilliant opportunity. The holders are out. Mm -hmm. They've got Livingston at home, um, and I'm not being disrespectful of the teams that are in there, but if I'm in there as a player, yeah. I'm expected yeah. to win that League Cup. They need to make sure that League Cup comes through the front doors at, at Ibrox in December. Mark, never a better chance for Rangers to to get silverware. Yeah, I mean, I can can see where uh, Ian's coming from. You know, Rangers are 90 minutes from being at Hamden for a mm-hmm. semi-final in November, then the League Cup finals on, on Sunday, December the 17th. So, yeah, you, you've got to fancy Rangers. Um, I think it would be a major disappointment if Rangers didn't win it for all connected with the club. And I don't... I couldn't see Michael Beale surviving if he's still on the job at that point if he doesn't deliver the League Cup I think that signals that it's just not going to be uh, for him What's your other trophy do you think Ian you're a big Rangers fan do you think you're going to go the distance and win the league? Oh no no I don't think that this year Okay. because too many as you say you don't have time to find out who's best and we've not got who's best at any position at all positions yet so that's not possible but I think he could win um, the other Cups and I think he'll definitely win the the next one coming up yeah the Viaplay Cup Ian thanks very much first time caller with us just out of hospital he said yeah. Harry and talking Probably. a lot of good sense from a Rangers point of view and also just take your time wait and see give him time to bed in yeah but I, I can understand the frustration and the yeah. anger after obviously the PSV result and performance and and the, obviously the old firm game where I thought going into it even with the, the PSV result and the Wednesday night I still thought Rangers would have um, come out with the three points they didn't the performance wasn't good enough um, the pressure comes with it but I still thought listen he's got to be given the manager has certainly got to be given more time. Um, and again, I'll go back to what I says. Yep, the responsibility lies on the manager's shoulders. But again, the players have got to... When they cross that white line, you can't hold their hands. They've got to put in big um, big performances and make sure they produce their goods in, um, in a Saturday or during the week. What do you do with a problem like Borna Barisic, an issue 
He I missed. was surprised yeah. to see him play both games. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest with you, coming off at half time, and uh, I think he failed a fitness test. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. In the old firm game. So naturally, you don't go and play with your mm-hmm. your national team. You stay behind and make sure you're you're trying everything you can to be fit for the the next game for your club. So yeah, it was surprising to, to see he played, um, and I wasn't surprised. That Redvan Nielmas mm-hmm. came in and played at left back. How did he do for you? He done fine. Yep. Done fine. He, he, a bit of a stop start start to his Rangers mm-hmm. career. He, he did suffer a serious injury. To be fair, Paul, his his hamstring, his hamstring came off the the bone in his his backside, which was pretty serious. He's out for four four and a half months. Um, there's signs of a player. I just don't know if he's physically going to be be strong enough. Um, but I've seen. I've seen bits in games where I think to myself he could do a job for Rangers Mark what would you do about Barisic because the Rangers fans are really disappointed yeah you, you can really understand the, the anger and frustration um, you know because you know when you get to a game like that get into a game against um, Celtic considering the, the previous result you know it's all hands to the pump shoulders to the wheel everything you know it's a massive cause that you're, that you're trying to fight for um, and it uh, it didn't happen he didn't make himself Available and um, like you say, you know, but as Barry said there, when that's the case, normally you don't report for international yeah. duty. Mm-hmm. So now maybe Rangers have thought, look, you could look at this one or two ways. Maybe you thought, well, let him go, see if he can get more minutes under his belt, or actually, do you know what, Michael Beale and the staff and maybe his teammates have been scunnered with him and thought, do you know what, I don't want him in the building, just let him go to international duty because. <laughs> We think he could have made, made himself available for the Celtic game. Who knows what, what the mindset is? But come Thursday night, Yomaz is not available. Um, he's not in the squad, so you need to go with uh, Barisic and the, the Rangers fans and Michael Beale. Quite re- rightly, will be looking for a, a big performance from him on that stage because you, you you look at his contribution, Paul. He's a player. Oh, you know, yeah. going forward, you look at that <laughs> lovely yeah. cross um, against Servette yeah. for for Tavney. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when he when he's on it and he fancies it, yeah, okay, defensively. Um, you know there's there's deficiencies there but like we say if you're a perfect player you ain't going to be playing the Scottish football so you need to put up with some of the things that aren't quite um, tip top but um, certainly one thing that you can't accept for a professional footballer is, is not having an appetite and desire to go and play and put the jersey on You couldn't imagine that Barry could you? Somebody not having the appetite to give everything. Yeah that's why I was yeah. so surprised that he yeah. played with his, with his national team if you fail a fitness test um, that tells me that you're going to be missing yeah. Um the games coming up for your international team. Listen, there's no doubt Borna Barisic going forward, Paul, is, is quality. Look, he's suspect sometimes defensively. But going forward, there's no doubt he's got he's got high qualities there. Certainly with his he's crosses into the box. Some breaking news. Celtic have announced a record-breking pre-tax profit of £40.7 million in the latest set of financial results. We'll get the full breakdown on that from our financial expert, Mark Weedy, next. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Let's go. Just gone quarter to seven. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Mark Guidi. The football season well and truly underway. It was good to get the domestics back at the weekend. Even better 
to be on the verge of the Champions League tomorrow night. That music will be playing, what, 8 o'clock just before 8 tomorrow. Barry, you've done it so many times, leading out Rangers in European football tomorrow night. It's a special tune, Paul. Um, No doubt about it. That's where you want to pit your wits against the the best. Um, For me, you come up against the best players, the best managers, some of the best teams. Um, And I always enjoyed that wee tune for the 10 or 15 seconds it played before kick-off. It's a brilliant one, isn't it? Ah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's the old... Uh, just watched it while you're inside the stadium and watched it on the telly regardless of the fixture whoever's playing whether it's up here down south wherever here's uh, his back in the neck stand up it's brilliant and then Thursday night Ibrook Stadium 50,000 Barry you'll be there I would imagine for Rangers up against Real Betis we'll talk about that you'll be on Wednesday night previewing it along with big John Hartson but again Europa League look at Rangers 15 months ago in the final yeah look I know a lot of people say Rangers weren't ready and a lot of people are saying Celtic are not ready for the Champions League but that, that's where the money is that, that's where you, you want to go and yeah. even if you're not looking the best you want to go and challenge yourself um, but listen Europa League Rangers have, have done really well over the years in Europa League and and uh, again as I, I said Paul that when you look at Rangers group um, who they were drawn against my initial mm-hmm. thoughts were they need to get out of that group Yeah, yeah. they need to get out of that group and they were pot one they were the first mm-hmm. team out the port. What about Celtic marches before the break? You were saying they've announced profits, record-breaking pre-tax profits of £40.7 million after the treble-winning season. Just looking at some of the details here. Group revenue increased by 36% to a staggering £120 million from £88.2 million. So it's a, that's a big jump. Operating expenses, including labour, that's the cost of the players and the staff, by a small amount, 4%, 95.4 million at cost. Uh, player gain, this, the gain on the player sales, uh, 14.5 million from 29 million. So we'll know who the big ones were last season. And acquisition of player registrations of 13 million changing from 38.4 the year before. Load of numbers, it's great news for Celtic, but it only counts for the fans if they win, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it goes to, it goes to show that, you know, I think, I certainly say that a lot of times the programme, I think we all did, and certainly many Celtic supporters said that, you know, that the finances were there, Paul, to go and really go big this summer if the right player or two became available, as in, you know, going seven, eight, nine, ten million quid, you know, going to 50 grand a week, that special kind of player and whether Brendan Rodgers identified one and the club didn't want to do it or it wasn't there um, who knows but listen it's fantastic numbers um, you know and again they'll have fantastic numbers for the next 12 months bear in mind they're in the Champions League and I don't know if the Jota money's in there I've not read the full article yet mm. but obviously money comes in stages as well it's not 25 million and a winner so you've got that uh, guaranteed um, so yeah I mean it's, it's great numbers it's a well run football club um, that's where you know when, when Rangers when Michael Beale said but, um, you know it's not that important that, that, that we get into the Champions League well it is financially yeah. you've got yeah. to you've got to keep got to their Celtic and whatever it is 20 million head start uh, again but that said Paul we'll wait and see the numbers are great but see if Celtic don't win tomorrow night yeah. they'll, they'll be they'll be kicking up mm. about those numbers because they'll be saying where are the experienced players where's a couple of proper 
first team European ready players that the, that the manager was clearly wanting the Jota money isn't in there and the Carl Starfelt money and they've only got 72.3 million cash reserves so I completely agree with you yeah. that's great and financial stability but if you don't win I'm not saying to win tomorrow I thought night, that was your bank account oh, don't wish you. <laughs> minus but Barry it's a, it's a double well, it's edged big, sword big isn't numbers. it numbers yeah. and do you know what I'm not saying Spending big old guarantee success. I, I was I, I was very surprised that Celtic never made one marquee yeah. signing, going and spending maybe that ten million pound where you obviously need to maybe break the the wage structure or whatever. I don't know if Celtic have a wage structure, but I think um, I was surprised, and I think many Celtic fans were looking for that one or two big names. But listen, they they've got a certain model they're going to work with and it's developing these players and trying to sell them on and, and, and make money and, and listen so far let's be honest it's it's um, they've done the, the job there and going on about a player you mentioned there Jota mm-hmm. what's going on there? Yeah it's bizarre I mean, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, yeah he's out the squad he's not even yeah. in the no, I, in the, in the spit. Paul what, what does the money in the bank do? It's a, what's it there for? For is 70 million Celtic yeah plus, sure yep. no count yeah, yeah. You know, what, no, what's sure. it? Sure. Well, Same it's a waste of talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah. But listen, and don't knock the guy for going over there and, and getting I don't know, a week. I mean, it's mind blowing money, tax free, but for it, at his age, he still had a bit of development to do. But yeah. you could see there was a, a real player. I mean, uh, again, he's what did they cost Celtic to come on and loan? He came in and loan, sorry, was exceptional. The bottom for six million, he continued that sort of form. And then he's obviously went to Saudi and, and not to be even in the squad. I mean, what's he going to do? Just train every day and mm. it's, a, it's a waste of talent in my eyes. And they're saying Turkey maybe for him as well, but to go there... Yeah, I think we're going to wait till, till, yeah. till January now, Paul. But again, you know, I, I don't know, they're obviously not aware of all the ins and outs of, of, of contracts. However, to get the tax benefit of being in Saudi Arabia, you need to stay there for at least two years. So how how does all that work as well? You know, I he strikes me. Sure. He would strike me as a guy that would just say, "Listen, just wrap my contract up. Yeah. I'm out." Mm-hmm. He might not be able to play until I don't know the start of January or whatever. But he needs to get out of there. He's he's too big a talent mm-hmm. not to be playing and sitting on the side. No, even sitting on the sideline, sitting on the stand watching his his team play. Could he be back here across at the pub across the way as he was four or five months ago? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> playing pool. Because he was some player, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah he's great talent. Yeah. I mean, he scored in the Champions League yeah, last season for Celtic. scored in the Bernabeu. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, he's a, he's a talent, as Barry says. It's just it's such a shame. Is he 25 or something like that? 26? Is he as old as that? I don't even think he's as old as that. So, um, aye, it is, it's, it's a shame that he's not performing at a high level. Well, it was for... Celtic the Champions League tomorrow night or down the road or whatever it may be even just getting a game at the team that signed them in Saudi, Saudi Arabia uh, Brendan Rodgers has been saying you know that um, in fact I'll get, I'll get the exact words in a moment or two he's been speaking to the media over there in Rotterdam ahead of the game tomorrow night can we just mention some of the other games at the weekend here at home we mentioned Aberdeen earlier on good win for Hearts though Barry wasn't it and they needed it both teams had to win and it's uh, Hearts will be yeah, happy yeah now the yeah. the manager um, and listen he's saying now it's going to be his team going forward listen it's a brilliant result for them Hearts no doubt about it um, and I'm sure Nasey now will be looking to and his team will be looking to kick on Mark you saw Kilmarnock Hibs what was it yeah. like? 
Yeah, it was a good game. It was an entertaining yeah. 90 minutes. You know, I was impressed with Nick Montgomery, the way he went about it, real attack minded. Credit to Comarnock, Dennett McKinnon, who looked down and out, but they found a way to get back. And I think on, on, on Saturday, Paul, the game I'm really looking forward to is at Dens Park. Tony Doherty, Derek's number yeah, two for, for yep. a decade mm-hmm. or so um, or more. Um, taking on uh, Comarnock, Dundee Comarnock, you know, I think that'll be an absolute cracker. And we talked about St Mirren winning uh, at Motherwell, but for Motherwell, Barry, they, they can't afford to get the heads down because they're still, what, in third top position? Yeah, I, I, the great listen, I, yeah. I don't think they'll have any problems there. Okay. Motherwell, I okay. think, sure, Kettlewell's done a fantastic job. Listen, it was a bit of a sore one to take. They're at home, they're, they're form since Stuart Kettlewell's come in, Paul. Um, has been unbelievable and listen I think Mother will be totally fine I think they'll certainly be pushing for top six this season yeah yeah I would agree I think Mother will be fine St Mirren will be fine I expect um, Hibs you know to be to, to be there or thereabouts um, the two interesting ones for me will be if Hearts can kick on mm-hmm. and how Aberdeen cope yeah. with six mm-hmm. European games going into six uh, weekend fixture because the start's been very very uh, poor and then you know, you look at you look at St Johnston, and and you know there's certainly a concern there for them yeah. um, as well. Mm-hmm. And th- th- it's tough, man. It's a good point. Seeing you play Thursday, Sunday, I've done it quite a few times. Yeah. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, mentally and, and physically, it's real tough. And these players are no used to it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle these six games um, in Europe. Brendan Rodgers has said in the last hour or so he wants European football after Christmas and won't settle for anything less from the players. Um, he says the target is clear, stay in. So that would be Europa League then. Um, Which would be good, it's progress, yeah. Paul. Yeah. It's progress. Ultimately, you'd love to stay in the Champions League, of course. Let's see how it goes. But first things first, this time last year, they came away with two points from six games. A lot of plaudits. I don't think that's acceptable this year. So you can absolutely see why third place is, is, is the target. Yep, he said anything is possible. Look, playing any team at this level is very difficult. Feyenoord, being Dutch champions, have a great history in the tournament, producing great teams, great players. We know the challenge, but we're looking forward to it. It's the first game of six, as we know. So, And finally, he said success for us is to be in Europe after Christmas. That's what our aim is. Whatever competition it's in, that is our aim. But anything is possible and we want to be competitive in all the games. Barry, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow night? Because we won't see you till till after the game maybe a draw well I, I think that would be a brilliant result mm-hmm. for Celtic if they come away with, with, with a draw it's going to be tough they're, they're a real attack minded team at home I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a tough night for Celtic and Mark has been on a different Mark has been on from Kirluk saying mm-hmm. Barry you mentioned about Cameron Carter Vickers and oh, he's massive massive yeah, yeah he's an absolute rock at the back he's been a brilliant signing for them and listen any team would miss a, a player he, he has quality but he's a, he's a presence back there as well he's very good on the ball um, he, he's been a he's been a brilliant find but he's a massive massive miss so I, I think um, listen one player doesn't make a team but he's going to Celtic would love to have had him for tomorrow night so yeah I, I can't see Celtic picking up any points Paul I've been honest with you Mark, they'll have to be at their best tomorrow night. Yeah, they will, and, and even then, Paul. Um, you know, uh, you know, Jota's not playing for them. Abada's not playing. Yeah. Carter Vickers isn't playing. Starfelt isn't playing. Um, so there's four right away that were in your first team last season. I I think Celtic will score. I think it'll be a bit of a ding dong, 
I'd love to say I, I, I can see Celtic getting a point I hope they prove me wrong but I think they'll lose I think finally they'll win 3-2 3-2 gone that'll be some game tomorrow night but there would be you know there would be reasons for optimism for Celtic if they go away from home and score two goals even without the points um, yeah I mean look it's, it's Paul any game in Europe in the Champions yeah. we're talking about the mm. Champions League so it's proper you play against the Dutch champions away from home opening game Celtic are top of our uh, league they've beaten Rangers at Ibrox but they're, you know they're, they're, no, they're nowhere they, they want to be and defensively I, I have to be honest I've got real real concerns about them defensively you're right you're coming up against quality operators mm. I mean you've seen PSV against Rangers yeah. that was levels and I think that could be the case tomorrow but listen if they do come back with a point I think that's an unbelievable result yeah. but I just can't see it and Rangers on Thursday will see Barry on Wednesday but Mark what do you think? Uh, again I think if Rangers can get a point Paul I think it's a really good result all things considered because Rangers aren't at the level well, they want to be either. Um, yeah, again, I'd love to see. I can see Rangers getting a one-one, but uh, mm, I think Real Betis might nick it on Thursday night. That's it. It's coming on really quickly. Barry, thanks so much. See you on Wednesday. Cheers, Mark. Paul. We'll see you thanks, Friday Paul. tomorrow night. It's Peter Grant and Stephen McGinn. Coming up next, it's the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Ten percent off your solar install in September. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go. Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV. TV, battery storage and air source heat pumps we offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options go to global-eco.co.uk and quote solar 10 for 10% off your installation available until 30th september 2023